Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 165 of the Aligned Women podcast. Before we go one step further in today's episode, I just want to let you know you're going to hear some explicit language. Today's guest is my coach, my friend, Kara Mendez. And Kara and I are talking about self-care. Wait, don't turn this podcast episode off. I know, I know you hear about self-care all over the place and you've been told by everyone that you should take care of yourself and that taking care of yourself is a top priority We're going to talk about, yes, taking care of yourself in today's episode. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that you're definitely going to hear some explicit language. (laughs) So just know that before you go any further with today's episode. Just like the last few episodes, well, except for last week's episode, which was with Dr. Monica Berger, a lot of these episodes that you're hearing over the last few weeks, I recorded them last summer, the summer of 2019 when I had this brilliant idea to start a new podcast that would not just be for women in chiropractic, but that it would be for all kinds of hands-on practitioners and holistic healers and health and wellness professionals. Well, as you may have heard an episode, I think it was like 160, where I shared why I thought that was a good idea and why it turned out to not be such a smart idea. So we're going back to the interviews that I recorded from that time period last year and using those right now as a way to create some space in my schedule while we're navigating this pandemic era. And I hope that it gives you some permission, you know, to kind of do the same thing in like some part of your life or your practice to be able to just take a pause on things where you need to. All right. So like I said, we're going to talk about self-care today. You're going to hear Kara's story. And I feel like this is really relevant. It's a really relevant discussion because of this. Because when I have conversations with you, maybe not you exactly, we might have, depends on who you are. But when I have conversations with other chiropractors one-to-one in a safe space behind the scenes, almost all of them are feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, tired, run down, And it is simply not okay. Now, of course, we've had a lot on our plates. We, since what, mid March, we've had like four and a half months now of a tremendous roller coaster ride, mental, emotional, and in some ways, even a physical roller coaster ride. Not a fan of roller coasters here. This is not the roller coaster that, you know, was like so fun, you wanna hop back on it. Nope, this is a roller coaster ride that we're all more than ready to get off of. So yeah, we've had some unusual circumstances that have certainly been a part of why we feel mentally and emotionally drained. And yet right now and moving forward through the rest of this year, 
If there's one thing I know for sure, it's this. You need to be resourced. You have got to be resourced, period. There's no end in sight right now to the madness that we're experiencing. And as much as I don't want to instill any fear in you, things might get hairier, trickier before they get better. And in order for you to not just survive, but to come through this experience thriving, you've got to be resourced. It's your number one priority every day. So I hope that you'll take what you hear in this conversation that Kara and I had a year ago and learn something from it today. Welcome everyone. I'm here with my friends and my coach now for uh, two years-ish, Kara Mendez. <laughs> Kara, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today and being here with me and sharing with this amazing community of women. So let's just get started with you sharing who you are, a bit about yourself and your family, if you'd like to, and then we'll dive more into the discussion of self-care. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Totally my honor. You know, I love talking about self-care. So a little bit about me. I am an intuitive business and lifestyle coach. I also have five children that I homeschool. I'm married. I have two businesses currently. My husband and I co-own a business, a local business together. And then I have my online coaching business. Let's see my story. So my five kids, they range in age right now from three to 12. And backing it up in the story a little bit, started off with really just trying to be the best mom always. And that in my distorted thinking, (laughs) looked (laughs) like (laughs) that looked like me sacrificing all parts of me for my family. And, you know, I had back-to-back children. I did home births and extended breastfeeding and all the crunchy, holistic, natural, organic food and cooking meals from scratch. And we even had chickens for a couple of years. And, you know, all about the essential oils and everything we did is natural and which as we know is amazing and sometimes takes a little bit more effort. Right. Mm -hmm. So here I was killing myself trying to be like the perfect holistic, natural homeschooling mom while also running a business and trying to do it all by myself. And I ended up burning out and totally burning out my adrenals. I ended up with pretty severe adrenal fatigue. This was after my fifth son was born. He was still a baby when I found out, but I had known that I'd been having adrenal issues for a couple of years already, but hadn't addressed it (laughs) Um, until it finally came to the point where like, I literally thought I might be dying. (laughs) I literally was like, I can't even function past one o'clock in the afternoon. So I wasn't really willing to make a whole lot of sacrifices in my lifestyle. Um, I didn't want to just send my kids to school. That didn't feel aligned for me. I didn't want to, you know, quit running this business with my husband. That didn't feel good for me. But I just knew that I had to, like, figure out a way to make it work. So I started working with a Chinese medicine doctor and, again, was doing all my healing naturally. But really what I found was that I, I really had to think differently. And I had to 
created a self-care practice because one previously did not exist at all. Like the only time any amount of self-care ever happened prior to this was when I was in a total breakdown, which obviously wasn't, doesn't serve you. And so I was yelling and screaming and freaking out and trying to stay awake too late at night and not getting any sleep because I was nursing. You know, we did the whole cold sleeping thing forever. <laughs> it felt like forever. <laughs> For but I was years. totally committed to all of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very committed to the lifestyle, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know that I had to make myself a priority first in order to really be a better mom, to have a better marriage with my husband. Like, oh my God, things have shifted tremendously in that regard. And, you know, such a huge part of that is when you start to take care of yourself, you are immediately saying like, I love you. Like I love myself enough to put me first, right? I talk about this a lot in my programs, like hashtag me first. Now I'm no longer nursing. We are done with that season of life. Hallelujah. Thank God. (laughs) And I totally feel all you moms who are still in the trenches of nursing and co-sleeping and still having babies because I'm done with that too, (laughs) but I did my time. (laughs) So I'm in a new season of life now where I probably couldn't have gotten up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, at least not consistently when I was nursing and co-sleeping. So I'm not advocating for that for anyone, but I'm saying that that is what I do now at the commitment level that I can sustainably maintain so that I can get my workout in, so that I can get meditation and do my journaling. Those are like three of my like non-negotiable self-care practices every day. A lot of the women in my community, especially the, the women in chiropractic, have been drawn to me because I have publicly said, stop telling women to get up at four o'clock in the morning and that that's the only way that they'll ever be successful in their businesses. Clearly, you don't know what it's like to have been up nursing a baby all night if you're telling a nursing mom that, right? Or a mom that has a baby that's bottle fed that's up all night, whatever, it doesn't matter. And yet now I'm also done nursing. It's been a few months and I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'm getting up earlier. I'm working out in the mornings and starting to do those things. And I'm seeing the benefit again for myself. And I'm like, man, more women need to be doing this. More women need to be putting their self-care first in the day so that no matter what else happens throughout the day, their self-care has already happened. And also navigating, how do I do that gently, right? And what you just shared was it. It's essentially... You're not advocating for everyone to do that, but that it's where you are in your season of life right now. So it just gave me permission to like, yeah, be authentic that, yep, I'm getting myself out of the house by eight o'clock at the latest every day, going for a half hour walk. <laughs> and that's part of my morning routine. Of course, it's not happening at five o'clock in the morning for me right now. I don't know that it ever will. No. And I mean, and I, my walks, when I go for a walk every day, that typically doesn't happen until 10 o'clock in the morning. Like I'll get up early. I'll do maybe like yoga. I'll do yoga workout or restorative yoga. Like, and literally I'm talking like 30 minutes or less. And when I first started this journey of self, I did have a nursing baby. I wasn't sleeping through the night, but I also wasn't, I was probably getting up at seven realistically, Mm -hmm. you know? 
And I would just maybe set my alarm for a few minutes before I thought the baby was going to get up 15 minutes or something. And I would, I just found ways to make it work because in my mind, I knew that I had to do life different in order to get a different result that meant my life was sustainable for me and that I didn't hate everyone. You know, I talk about this a lot. Even right now, I'm kind of going through a period of like, like yesterday, I had a total, like told my husband, I don't want to be a mom right now. I do not want to be, I want to leave. I don't want to be here. (laughs) And it still happens sometimes. It's just a different level. But when I started, it was like, I just committed to the most simple routine I could. Five minutes of journaling, five minutes of meditation, and like a 15-minute movement practice. That was it. I was like, you could do that in a half an hour, the whole thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I just kept it so simple because anything bigger than that felt too daunting and too much. And I was like, oh, and the next thing I knew, oh, a whole year had went by. And I mean, not that I journaled every day or did yoga every single day. I mean, that's not realistic either. I've shared with you guys in my back to center course. Sometimes I'll go like five full days and be like, oh, I haven't even written in my journal all this week. Oh, well, okay. Back to it. Whatever. I don't like make myself bad or wrong or let it mean anything about me. I just pick the practice back up and keep it moving. So I just think that too, sometimes we feel like if we fall off, you know, the wagon, even just one time, then that just means the whole thing is gone to shit and we have to quit the whole thing. And that's just not the truth. You know, what's so interesting for me over the last two and a half years with just a lot of life changes and a new baby that wasn't necessarily in the long-term plan (laughs) and all that pregnancy. And then like the first year of motherhood means I feel like I just like let everything go. Like I let my expectations of exercise and journaling and meditation and all the stuff I used to do on a very consistent basis go. And in the process of like wanting to have those things be a regular part of my life again, I've been looking for, well, why did I do that? And like, what was I believing about myself? And what do I need to do different? Like, what do I need to believe about myself now? And I just kept spinning around. Like, I don't know why I let those things go. And so until I figure out why I can't move forward. And I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move forward. <laughs> I'm just I know I'm over here going, I remember what was going on with you during those last two years. Like I've done this all the time. Yeah. But I really felt like I had to like find this deep reason why I had stopped doing the things so that I could heal that reason and then be able to move forward doing the things. What we know is that your behavior is dictated by what you believe or what you think, right? So behavior change doesn't happen if you identify as someone who doesn't do the thing. So I just shared in a training that I was doing right before this, that for a long time I smoked. And even though I identified as someone that was really into health and fitness, I still also smoked, which was really stupid. And (laughs) then I became pregnant and I stopped smoking like I was done and I have never smoked again since the first moment I found out that I was pregnant. But what happened was my identity changed. I was not going to be a pregnant person that smoked cigarettes and I wasn't definitely not going to be a mom that smoked cigarettes. So I was done. 
But prior to that, I found it really hard to stop. So once my identity shifted, then it was no longer something that I did. It was just different. It was really different. So yes. Yeah. I used to be a smoker too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I knew that about you. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it, that's exactly what it is. I think like one of the core beliefs that I believed about myself, about my life situation, and this is still something that I wrangle with, but it, it looks different now is I realized that I didn't feel like I was supported this is like one of my core, like limiting beliefs, if you will, like my core story. And it started with me learning to support myself mm-hmm. first. And that is what self-care was for me, was me saying that even if my kids make messes and they don't pick up their shit, and even if my husband doesn't help me, and even if there is no babysitter, no cleaning lady, whatever, that I choose to support me at the level of which I can do every single, I can give that to myself. Well, that is something that we could probably spend a lot of time talking about because that's been a huge factor for me. And even just yesterday on my walk, I was thinking about how for so long, so many years, I have relied on my husband for the financial support and then also other kinds of support, but primarily for the financial support, right? And how things have shifted to a place where that's no longer the case. But there are still times that I look at things from the perspective of like, well, I can't do that. We can't afford it. I shouldn't spend money on that for myself. But you know what? If I didn't have a husband, I would have to do those things. Like I would have to have more childcare. I would have to make the decision to buy a new vehicle on my own. I would have to do things that I otherwise didn't do because I wouldn't have had someone else that I was essentially for me, I was hiding behind and using as a safety net to not have to do things that were really uncomfortable and outside of my comfort zone so that I wasn't like really reaching my full potential. So mm, yeah, that, woo, that <laughs> is a big one. And when you, what, what I hear you say, like what I hear you say when you say all that is essentially I was giving away my power. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And so when the terms of like, if we're bringing it back to self-care and I'm getting the chills as women who are the caregivers and now we're also trying to be these like, you know, super women and we're, you know, living this like holistic, I'm doing it all the crunchy way, which as I mentioned before, it most definitely takes more freaking work. <laughs> um, like let's, let's just like not sugarcoat that it does. Yeah. It does, you know? but we aren't gentle with ourselves. We're, we don't have grace for ourselves. We are trying to be like this perfect version of, you know, Mary freaking Poppins and like, you know, Beyonce, like we're, you know what I mean? Like we're out there trying to like kill it in our business and we're trying to be like the perfect mom at home and we're not making space for us. And that's where we have to 
take full 1000% responsibility for our actions, for our choices, for our language, for our thoughts, for it all. That's the only way that you ever get to the other side of having what you want, of having a life that feels more ease and grace filled, that's in flow, where you are actually present and engaged with your family and feeling like a rock star in your business. Like <laughs> it's, it's serving your clients. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's the only way is if you really own your power and take full responsibility for everything, for every single thing, even when it seems like it's not yours. Like, so I just, I shared with you earlier, I went for a walk with another coach friend of mine this morning and I messaged her when I got home and I was like, I got home. My husband didn't even feed the kids lunch. And they said he was like taking a nap. <laughs> and she was like, girl, that's where your work is to do. Why are you available for this situation in your life? And I was like, oh, God damn, that's good. <laughs> it's so true, right? here, Because here I am just like, bitching, bitching, bitching about how, you know, my man's not doing this. He's not doing that. And I'm like, oh, but if I take responsibility for that, it's because I am available for that energetically, mm -hmm. right? There's a boundary that's not fully in place. There's a belief about me and what I deserve and what I get to receive the level of support I get to receive. <laughs> Yes. And you, you know, for me, whenever I come home on days like that, where it's like, I've been away for a couple of hours, the house gets destroyed by the kids. My husband doesn't have that same innate thing that I have where it's like, I'm constantly picking up the things yeah. that, are, that the kids are leaving all around. And mm. he doesn't feel that like, I don't know what the word is for it, but he doesn't feel that the same way that I feel it, where it's like, these things are calling me all the time. And if I don't attend to them, then it drives me crazy. So yeah, they are, they just, call to you, right? They haunt you. Yes. And he can just let it all be. It's almost as if he doesn't notice it. And I know like in my head, what I heard growing up from my mom about her experience was like, he doesn't pay attention and he is so lazy and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so those are the stories that still come up for me. But what I now recognize is when he has maybe taken a nap while the kids have run around like wild children, because they are well, wild yeah. children. Wild <laughs> Yes. That for me, it's like, oh, well, why do I not let myself do that? Why would I not let myself let the kids run around the house and go lay down and relax for a while? It's okay for him to do that in his mind. Like everything is fine. Everyone's safe and he's here. There, there's no fire. Right. But what I see is like, you've been so irresponsible. <laughs> And yet it's not okay for me to be irresponsible. It's not okay for me to just let things go and just like relax for a little bit. He even tells me that, like, just relax. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm the same way. I think it's just kind of like maybe, I don't know if it's an all mom thing or maybe it's like a type A mom thing. I don't know. But yeah, I'm running around like everywhere I look, it's like a tornado just went through the room. And I'm like, does no one see this? Hello? Right? Like the, <laughs> these are the things that we literally think, right? Yep. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Why can't you pick up your <laughs> shit? 
right? Like these are the things that we're muttering under our breath all the time. Like for me, it's, I, I walk into a room and I'll just, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? yeah. and so I do the thing or whatever. Right. But sometimes there's a point in each day where I will let myself go and, and I'll just be like, I just need to go to my room and I need to lay down. Everyone, please go downstairs, watch TV, be safe. Everyone has to come inside. Mom needs a break. And I'll go and just like lay in my bed. And then after like resting for, you know, maybe like 15 or 20 minutes or however long it is, maybe it's an hour, just depends on the guests on the day. Then I can like get up and then round everybody up and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. And then you have that like touch point at the end of the day. Okay, everybody's time to pick up your shit. (laughs) You know, like. I can't handle it anymore because I feel like that too, like the chaos of all this stuff everywhere, like stresses me out. Mm-hmm. My husband's the same way. He can see a literally a smashed banana on the floor and walk right by it and leave it there. Not even <laughs> see it. I'm like, yeah. what? How can you not see that? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> not good for me. <laughs> so much. No, but I think that like it's having like if you can give yourself like a little grace around like okay we do morning afternoon or you know morning lunch and like an afternoon early evening touch points where we do the tidying and then the rest of the day you could potentially just let it be a little bit. I mean, with five kids, it's their spills and things that have to like be taken care of or potty training toddlers urinating places they're not supposed to and things like that. I have lots of stories. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's a legit challenge and it requires a mindset shift, right? Like you can decide to create a different story around all of that. I can do that. You can do that. Like we all have that choice. It's just what do we choose? And we also have to ask ourselves and be really, 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 really realistic with ourselves is what is the payoff for us to have the story that we have, because there is one, right? I know for me, for my, I can speak for my own self, is whenever I am in my mind and saying like, oh, he doesn't, you know, he's not doing the thing he's supposed to be doing and he's lazy and I have to do everything myself. No one helps me whenever I'm in that space. Then I get to be the victim. Then I get to be the martyr. And then I get to blame other people for my unhappiness or often when I'm doing this, it's during like an up level and it's kind of almost like an upper limiting or a self-sabotaging thing that I do. And I'm totally aware of it like right now that it's been going on and I'm still just like, I have to let this thing go. I have to let this go. But then every time something will trigger it again, trigger it. So I'm, I'm working on like releasing and letting go of the triggers right now. Because I know that I'm not in my power when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not serving my highest good. I know that's not serving my kids' highest good because then I'm like shaming them and yelling at them. And, you know, and, <laughs> and my husband can feel my energy, even if I don't say anything to him, you know, but we allow those things to hold us back and keep us playing small because we're scared. We're scared to be our bold, highest, fullest potential selves. Right. Our, our egos have never experienced that before. And so, of course, we're going to go and revert back to old patterns. And we're going to do those things that we've always done to protect us right from the unknown. So I don't know that I know this about you. At what point through your your journey with turning this around for yourself, essentially, 
at what point did you become aware that this work was a lot more about what was going on for you internally than anything else? Mm, You know, um, I really feel like that part of it, the internal piece started when I became a mom Hmm. because I didn't want to be a mom ever. Um, I grew up with a very tumultuous family situation. There was a lot of fighting and yelling and physical and emotional abuse happening. So I decided at a very young age, I didn't want children. I did not want for other humans to go through what I went through as a child. And I don't have the most horrific childhood experience, but for me, it was not good, right? It was very painful. So when I became a mom, I was like, or when I found out I was pregnant, which it wasn't planned, I was like, oh, I got to get my shit together because I can't let this cycle perpetuate itself. I just, I knew that without even being like, it wasn't like I was as aware as I am now, like, but I just knew I had to do better. So I immediately got myself into therapy and I felt like I was divinely led to different things. I don't remember there being like a conscious like decision, like other than like when I became a mom or when I became pregnant, I was like, oh, I have to fix myself (laughs) to be better. And then I was led to like Louise Hay and like, you can heal your life and the affirmations. And I literally immersed myself in affirmation work and inner child work and all things spiritual and woo woo and like mindset for like a whole entire year. And I made such a significant change in that amount of time. And then the journey just kind of continued. I would say at a slightly slower pace until a few years ago, then it picked up the pace again. But after my adrenal fatigue, I, or when I feel realized I had adrenal fatigue, that was another like pivotal moment for me where I was like, I'm not available for this anymore. Something has to change. And I basically would say that I kind of had like a spiritual awakening in the process in learning to do the physical things that needed to happen in order to restore my body back to its vitality was yoga was one of those big things and meditation and anything to calm the nervous system, right? When you're in adrenal fatigue. So in doing those things, alternate nostril breathing, restorative yoga, yoga nidras, all the different meditations I was listening to like binaural beats and subliminal messaging and all of these different things to like, just relax my body. And in doing that consistently over a period of time, I just found myself being a different person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't not be a different person when you start doing those things. Hmm. Okay. Share with us more about what you do now in, in your work. So in my work, I coach other fucking powerhouses, really, like yourself, to step into their power and step into their purpose even more fully. And just, I love helping women really reprogram their subconscious minds and creating a new identities for themselves to so that they can manifest their desired realities, right? becoming an energetic match to the life that they desire. If I could say it in the most shortest way possible, that would be it. 
And I think that there are so many other, there's pleasure is involved in that play, right? Power, purpose, like all of these things to just keep coming you back, coming back into alignment with yourself so that you can stay in the ease and the flow. And so that things just feel good more often and that you have these tools, right? You have these practices that when you fall off your center, you can come back to yourself, come back home to you and to who you really are. I know that that is what has served me the most. And I feel like I see so many women who walk around ungrounded, who are not centered, who don't know who they are, who don't even know what they want and don't even realize that what they secretly want, they're probably even sometimes too scared to speak it out loud, that it's a possibility for them. And not even just that it's a possibility for them, that it's already done in a different time space reality. Right. So I'm getting certified right now as an NLP practitioner. I'm also going through a shaman training. So I, I'm a healer as well. And I don't know, I just like love working with women who want to like live their best fucking life and are ready to clear out all of the bullshit standing in the way from that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, there's so many stories and limitations that we put on ourselves about why it's not okay or why we can't do that. And I've just come to a point now where I'm like, yeah, I'm just not okay with any of that anymore. I see no way that it benefits anybody else for me to keep myself small, to hide behind stories, to stay in my comfort zone. And I, I feel really strongly. I always come back to what do I want my kids to learn? Do I want my kids to learn to do that same thing? And whether or not I tell them to do something different, they will do what I do and they'll be how I be. So I really stay focused on that as my why. Like I want these daughters that I'm raising to be their best selves. I want them to live their best lives. I want them to reach their fullest potential. And the number one way that they will do that, perhaps it's a self-centered perspective, but they will learn to do that by watching someone else do that. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. non-negotiable for me now. Yeah. That's just that. <laughs> Yes. And it, it shows, and it definitely shows that you have decided this is what I'm available for. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer available for anything less than this. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's really powerful. Like share a bit more about your Facebook group. Who is your Facebook group for? And how would someone know that it's for her? Yeah. So I have a free online community. It's called Expansive Flow. And it is for, it's for really like any entrepreneurial women, um, I would say predominantly moms who just want to have like some inspiration, but also learn like tools about unblocking their own limiting beliefs. We're getting ready to start doing a podcast in the group. I offer free group coaching calls in there. And I also occasionally will do a free group coaching thread. So I just love to like support my community. And I'm really, really good at at identifying other people's bullshit. (laughs) So in in a loving way, (laughs) 
But like, you can tell me like a, someone can come and I can see someone post what their challenge is and what they think their challenge is. I have a gift of being able to see the deeper root cause of that. And I can just go straight to and address that thing. Because when you address the root cause, then the other thing is like a non-issue. Right. So, and you know this from experience, right? We've done this a lot. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the thing about coaching that a lot of people don't understand. Um, it's not just like someone that's asking you, did you say what, did you do what you said you were going to do? Like, did you do the thing that we talked about, but it's someone that's has a skill set and the willingness to say what other people won't say to you Mm -hmm. and the skill set and the willingness to identify where the things that you're saying or believing are not serving you. And even if it, feels painful in the moment to identify them and shine a light on them, that that person is willing to go there and do that for you. And that's not something that just like comes easily or even necessarily comes through a certification program. It's something that some people have the ability to do and others don't. Some people have the willingness to do and others don't. Yeah. Quite honestly, when I first started coaching, I didn't have the willingness to be that person that shined a light, shone a light. What's the past tense of shine mm-hmm. a light on those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And what I have found is that that's actually what people want from me. They, they get more impact from our exchange when I am willing to go there and shine that light on something that they either don't know is there or that they've not been wanting to look at. And then we shine the light on it and it's like, oh, so now you get to decide what do you want to do with that? Do you want to hold on to that? Do you want to let that go? Do you want to do something different? A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Okay. So where can someone find your Facebook community at? It's um, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash expansive flow. Oh, you got um, your own name. That's nice. Oh, you can do that too. Oh, I, I do. But sometimes the name that I want is already taken and can't get the exact name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And well, I will say you asked me what I was promoting. I do have some spots available in my next level mastermind right now. I have four spots available. So if someone wants access to some really juicy coaching, Every week, that's where we're doing that. We're doing some massive up-leveling, using some NLP techniques, really excavating the stories, the patterns, the generational shit, all of it, and healing some old wounds and, um, yeah, stepping into your next level self. I mean, that's what we're doing there. So awesome. that is what I have available as far as that. Yeah. So if someone wants to learn more about that, where is the best place for her to go? I think I have that on my website, www.caramendas.com. If not, I will make sure it's there. Kara, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate you having me. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the women who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. 
And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.